When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com. What's going on, everyone? It's the cheat sheet number 15. Number 15, and tonight I'm talking about my latest update to the draft board. My draft board. It's not official showdown draft board. It's just my own personal draft board that, that I've been making over the past uh, month or two since the nuke was revealed. You know, that we have the draft and everything like that. So I put a lot of the information together. You can actually find it on the showdown live Com. There's a section called Draft HQ. I kind of put a bunch of information up there. Player accuracy rates, records, you know, all by division. So there, there's a ton of information up there. So if you're going to do uh, a fantasy draft, you're going on fantasy draft next year, there's a bunch of information up there that you could look at if you wanted to and, and make some educated draft decisions. You could do that. You could. Uh, an, an announcement here for the cheat sheet, if you haven't heard or seen my post earlier uh this show while it, it streams from the schmodown rundown facebook page you can also now find it on the movie trivia schmodown podcast feed so you can listen to it over on that feed or you can tune in live when i do the show record the show uh you can so either or also on the podcast feed though you can find the previous 14 shows that i've done for this uh, so if you don't know, if it's the first time you're tuning in or you just happen to randomly come across it on the podcast feed, don't know what the hell you're listening to, uh, this show is basically stat-centric, showdown stats, and we look at different factors uh, through the league. You know, We look at players, uh, division play, things like that. Especially now with the draft here, we can really dive into, uh, especially 
after the draft, we can dive into managers and their rosters, see where they stack up accuracy-wise, a bunch of stuff like that. So uh, it's it's been a lot of fun so far doing this, and I'm glad that you can listen to it on the go. You don't have to go on Facebook and, and watch this or listen to it, however you were doing it. So uh, there's that announcement. Pretty cool. Now, getting into what we're talking about tonight, uh, like I said, the draft board update, and I've done a couple of these already. This is the third one. I prop This will probably be the last one I do until draft day, until after Spectacular has happened. Then we have about, that's December 7th, if you didn't know. Uh, live stream tickets are available at theshwedonlive.com, or you can go watch it in person, so you can do that. Uh, but December 7th, Spectacular, and then looks like we're going to have the draft and the award show on the same day. January 11th looks like that's going to be the date out in L.A. And it probably won't, my last draft board probably won't come out till that week or maybe the day of. Uh, but it'll take into account everything that has happened, obviously, at Spectacular. Spectacular is going to play a huge part in terms of my specific rankings. Um, where everyone lies, but it will also play a huge part in certain managers and whether or not they can keep certain players or teams together, right? So right now, Paulo Yama's singles champ, if he defends as spectacular against Bibiani or Bateman, whoever it ends up being, then Kaiser could keep him, and, and that'll cost him a first-round draft pick. He could keep him. And I'm, by all accounts, he's going, he's going to keep him. But... The option is, yes, he doesn't have to. He, he can trade him away if he wanted to. Um, he could if he wanted to. But everything points towards him trying to keep the dungeon together. So that's really nothing. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, with Corruption, um, or I'm sorry, actually Founding Fathers, they are now the team champs. So Dagnino, uh, if Founding Fathers retains the belt as spectacular, he could hold on to them. Now also, if Ben were to beat Bibiani in the Showdown Singles Tournament final, then he would play Paulo Yama at the end of the night. And if he beat Paulo Yama for the title, that means Tom Dagnino within the five horsemen would have the team champs and the singles champ, and he could ostensibly did I say that word? I didn't say that word right. Ostensibly? Ostensibly. I think that's the word I was trying to say. I was trying to sound really smart. I know I know what the word means, and that's I was using it the right way. I just couldn't say it right. Anyway, he could keep Dan Merle, John Roca, Ben Bateman, and by by proxy, really, because who's the boss? More than likely, is going to end up a top five protected team. He could then keep Mark Riley, uh, so he would literally have the whole. Horsemen stay together. Now, that's not really a whole lot of fun for anybody else if you're looking forward to shakeups, but it would be a pretty crazy scenario um, if if that were to happen. Not to mention, he also has the ability to swap a pick between Emma Fife and Kaiser. So he, ha he would have that in his back pocket. Tom Dagnino is in prime position to really get a, really get a head start on everybody else next year if... Ben Bateman can win the singles title, and Founding Fathers can retain the the team's belt against whoever it might be. It could be who's the boss, um, which again would would be interesting because you would, if you're in that situation, if you're trying to keep everybody, you would actually want not want, but 
it'd be ideal if who's the boss were to lose the founding fathers and then Ben was able to win the singles championship. So uh, a lot going on there for the horsemen. Um, now Star Wars, the Star Wars titles on the line at spectacular. But however, Alex Damon currently not part of a faction or a stable. So were he to retain or if Laura Kelly were to win, they're not um, tied to any one manager. They're basically a free agent at that point. Uh, Inner Geekdom, you know, Mike Kalinowski and Kevin Smets. So will Kalinowski defend the belt? And then at that point, will Grace slash Ken, however that duo works in corruption as manager, will they opt to keep Kalinowski? Uh, but because there's also some weird stuff going on with corruption. It started back at Orlando. Grace and Ken weren't there for the corruption match, but Shannon Barney was there. And she had some choice words. Uh, so I, I really don't know. And then, like, Emma was coming out to the corruption theme. At least that's what I heard. There's a lot. I don't know what's going on with that scenario. So it would be interesting if, if Mike does, in fact, hold on to the belt, retain it against Kevin, Kevin Smets, see what happens with corruption. Would they even, you know, would Grace or whoever's running that joint uh, hold on to Mike? Or, or, or will we see someone actually trade away a champion for you know, a handful of other picks, because Mike's pretty valuable. Um, and with that said, I guess we could just get right into my draft board. And right now, so I'm going to start 1 through 20 on this board, which is basically covers the first two rounds, 10 managers, 10 picks. You know, there you go. All right, so uh, pick 1 through 20. Well, top 10 first. Let's just start there. Dan Merle, number one. Kalinowski at two. I got Bibiani at three. Ben Bateman at four. Now, the tournament final would definitely, uh, in my eyes, you could flip these. If Ben were to beat Bibbs, even if he didn't beat Oyama, I'd probably still flip Bateman and Bibbs, although Bibbs is having one hell of a year. His numbers are just astounding for a guy who's playing in two divisions. Yes, it's not like he's going back and forth between inner geekdom and singles and or teams, but he's playing in two tournaments. He got to the final in one. He won his first round match uh, for the team's tournament. If he could go on a run, end up on the final for that one. I mean, two finals, that would be, that's Sam Levine stuff. That's Sam Levine territory. And uh, we all know how the fandom felt about Sam Levine doing that. Um, really put him up on the pedestal. Now, Bibbs was kind of already there in that situation just because of free-for-all earlier this year, which was incredible um but really this this list uh that he i mean all the players he's ahead of on this list uh ethan Irwin, uh who's just had a down year in terms of wins and losses he's still answering in those three matches he's had this year in singles he's answering somewhere near like 84 percent and he and he's one in two he lost that triple threat against Roca Bibiani, and then he lost against dan merle to start the year in which dan merle pitched the perfect accurate game uh, 100% accuracy for the match in New York so he's had some rough going but he he is due for a monster year next year he more than likely will have a nice uh, or a, a decent path to a title early on next year I think he's gonna be high up in the rankings and he's got to recoup from some of those losses he sustained this year so he could go on a nice run um, and I know you know look Dan Merle, Kalinowski, 
they all could be off this board if they retain their belts. So let's not forget that this isn't taking into account if anybody's held belts, hold on to belts. This is just overall. So if they were to win, you just move them off and then move everybody up one. Okay. So then we have Paulo Yama. I have him at six. Why at six? Uh, the run that he's on is almost, it, it's impossible to maintain. He's going to lose. If he doesn't lose that spectacular, that spectacular, he's not, I, I, the competition's going to be very, uh, some of the best I think we've seen come through, at least in the top, top echelon of the singles division in quite some time. I mean, you'll still have Bibiani, Bateman, Ethan Irwin. You'll have, I mean, even I got Chance there down at number nine, and McQueenie, number 10. Snyder, I don't know where he's going to fit in just because he kind of went through a little bit of a mini tournament before the tournament uh, to get his shot. So he might have to wait a bit. But a guy like Paul Preston, he could get a, a couple shots to get a run at the belt. Same thing with Brendan Meyer. Uh, Lon Harris, I would love to see this guy get back to some winning ways. I mean, he's really knowledgeable. He's just coming up short in some of these matches, and it's kind. Of, he's kind of taking the Bibiani approach in terms of really good player, but for some reason can't get the wins. Uh, and, and actually a little bit of Ethan Irwin, but that's a little three matches, and he's already playing for belts or in contention for belts at that point. Uh then I, yeah, so I have Janine at number 15, Mark Riley at 16, Liz Shannon Miller. We haven't seen her in a while, uh, but I have her at 17, Stacey Howard at 18. She confuses me because she can be really good one match and then really below average the next, but then she can pull out some answer from who knows where, and next thing you know, Mark Riley's packing his bags. His tournament is done. Um, crazy stuff like that happens around Stacey, so she's definitely... Uh, a second round pick in my eyes. Uh, Kevin Smets. I don't have a lot of inner geekdom. Obviously, just Mike and and Kevin up here in the top twenty, first two rounds. And it's really because I see them right now as the top dogs in inner geekdom. I feel like, you know, whoever wins at spectacular, I just feel like that belt might trade hands, much like we thought was going to happen with Kalinowski and Rachel Cushing. They they do this dance of just trading the belt back and forth. Uh, unfortunately, Rachel decided to retire. I get it, though. Uh, but I think we could see that with Smets and Kalinowski. So you got to have them. You got to have Smets in the top twenty. In my mind, I understand that there's some other um, thinking that, in terms of the player point system, which I did do an episode of the cheat sheet on a hypothetical point player point system. You can go ahead and listen to that one if you want. There's a each win's going to get a point. And because Intergeekdom doesn't have the volume of matches that the singles division or the team division has, the idea was maybe we make Intergeekdom wins worth two points to kind of make up for the difference in match volume. So if that were to happen, Kevin Smets could rise a little bit higher in this list if that, in fact, uh, that rule is confirmed. I, I know it's been kicked around. I don't know if that's... There's not a whole lot about the draft and the player point system that's confirmed at this point. So let alone who the 10th manager is, we won't find that out until the day of the spectacular, which kind of kind of sucks because we won't know even the order, I believe, until spectacular because 
I can't really do any mock drafts. I, I don't know where play, where managers are at on the list and how they would snake back and forth. So I can't even have fun predicting, but that's another thing. So, uh, and then really to, to round out the top 20 here, Tom Ryman, um, he just goes by Tom in the Schmodown, part of the Looney Bin with video Drew. This guy, if you saw his last match last week, um, very weird kind of demeanor sure but man does he know his stuff and he does it in such a style or a, a delivery that's just very nonchalant but I, i'm he's one of the few players that can pull off the character and the knowledge at the same time and he's excelling but i gotta put him up here in in the top 20 he just because if he were to enter singles very dangerous players and i don't know if looney ben's gonna be able Lindenbin will not be a top five protected team. I don't, I mean, they got to run the, the gauntlet here to get into that space. But they will be top 10 semi-protected. And I don't know that a drafting manager would want to keep Tom and Video Drew together. Um, just because you could potentially team up Tom with somebody else in this top 20. What if you put him with... Drew McWeeny. Now the family could be top five protected, but what if he what? What if they weren't? What if you could mix 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 and match? You know, top ten or six through ten teams. Um, you could put. I mean, Drew McWeeny and Tom on a team. Could you imagine that? That'd be that'd be wild. Um, so that's my top twenty, and I'm going to go to twenty one through twenty four or twenty one through forty rather. And let's see here. I got number 21. I want to have Mara Kanopic. She's making her return next year. Hasn't played in over a year. Uh, 21, that's basically a third-round pick. She's the first pick in the third round. That's where I have her. She's going to have an immediate title shot start off the year. And that's why you got to have her right there. Because she, we already know she's going to be in line for a handful of points for whatever manager she winds up playing for. So you have to have her at 21. Um, uh, Tim Franco, number 22. I've I I've wanted to, to rank him higher for a while, but I just need the proof. I need I need him to have the matches so that I can justify putting him higher on the board. And he's he's really shown up in in the two matches right now in the team tournament um yeah spoiler alert if you haven't watched last week's matches spoiler alert i mean you know that run ha has come to an end for him but he's played so well that it'd be foolish to not have him to not for any mansion to not take him within the first three rounds i think uh yes he lives in arizona but he, he made the commitment to the team tournament which means you know i mean i think if things line up, you know, I think obviously you, as a manager, you would probably want to have a conversation with a guy like Tim Franco, who can be really good. He can play in singles. I mean, he TKO'd Matt Achity in his first match in singles. Uh, he's had perfect rounds in singles and in teams in the, in the perfect first rounds. So this is a guy you definitely want to talk to and figure out what's his availability going to be like. And can he make the drive? Can he be part of a new team? Can he make uh, some matches for singles. This is a guy you definitely got to call up and figure out how to work him in to your 
uh, faction if you're a manager because Tim Franco, I think, will be very, very valuable to pick up. And I just hope that while some managers might be a little standoffish because he lives in Arizona, that's why you got to talk to the guy and figure out what can he do in terms of availability. And hopefully that, that can help a manager make an informed decision on where to take Tim Franco. I mean, if this guy falls back into the fourth round or fifth round, that's going to be a steal. That's going to be a huge steal. Uh, 23, Andrew Guy, he just brings a different dynamic. to. He's a great teammate. He's a great team player. He thrives in that environment. Um, his antics alone can give you an edge in team matches, I think. And I think we're seeing that with when with him teamed up with Drew, Drew McQueenie. Uh, Chandru Dandapani and Brandon Hanna there at 24 and 25. They're... They're the, they're the up-and-coming uh, you know, young guns in Intergeekdom that are definitely going to have shots at the Intergeekdom title next year. I'll, I'll be amazed if either one of them doesn't get a crack at the belt at some point next year. I think uh, they're going to make some waves next year in that division. And, that's, and they're going to have a decent run, probably, you know, two, maybe three matches to get a shot at Inner Geekdom. And if they can rack up the wins on those runs, that's, that's a lot of valuable points. And if, in fact, Inner Geekdom wins are worth a little bit more, that's pretty valuable. So, again, within the first three rounds, I think it's justified to take them somewhere in the middle of that third round. Uh, Whitney Seibold at number 26. Eric Zipper got a 27, just ahead of Adam Lavick. Uh, Eric Zipper, he's... You know, currently part of the dungeon, I know Kaiser would like to keep him. He's a good tool player. I mean, he can play in singles. He can be a, a nice addition, a decent teammate to somebody else, even if, if it's still Paul Oyama, if, in fact, they're able to keep that whole core together. Uh, and he can show up in inner geekdom, and he can win a, win you a match or two. So let's say it, it was you're in a tight spot if you're Kaiser, and, you, and Christian's like, you know, I got a spot for when you're guys to play. And you really, Smet's not available. Paul Yama's not available. Um, you go, hey, I can throw in Eric Zipper in there because I know he's going to give me a legit shot to win the match, uh, put up a good fight. So uh, I really like Eric Zipper. And the same thing I think can be said for Adam Lavick. Remember, he came into the Schmodown playing with Superhero News with Hector Navarro in the team division. So I think he does, and he still covers movies, and if you watch his other work with like Hyper RPG and all that stuff, you know he's still in the movie space. He still talks about movies all the time. He loves film. Uh, so he's not just an inner geekdom player. So I think that's another guy that managers would want to pick up just because you can throw him in any kind of situation. Um, yeah, and then Alonzo Duralde. I didn't even have him on my board last time I did this update, but I got him here at 29. I just really love uh, the potential of Alonzo Duralde playing in singles and and still continuing with teams, even if it's with Mad Hatchity or not. If he's, you team him up with somebody else, I mean, hey, you could team up Alonzo and and Tom from Looney Bin. I mean, if you know there's so many combinations with Alonzo, I think, because he has specific strengths, but he's a very good first round player. And that's what you really want in, in a team setting for sure. Uh and then you're able to obviously combine your minds in second round and what have you. So I think he would be a great, great pickup. Um and then you have Haley Fouch there at thirty. I still think I think this year was a learning year for her. I have a lot of high hopes for Haley next year. 
if she's going to play with a different teammate because, look, Scream Queens, they're out of the top 10, so she can be teamed up. Uh, I think she would do well to be teamed up with someone more experienced with the game and how the mechanics of it all work and the strategy. But she could really up her game in the offseason and get up to speed and, and, and really evolve her game in that sense. I think the knowledge is there. It's just, you know, there's a little... There's a little bit of Rachel Cushing in her in terms of this being the stage in front of the lights and cameras. That's not really her element. But I, I have high hopes that Haley Fouch can can take a big leap next year. Uh, 31, I have to put Adam Witt up there. Uh, he, he really had a bounce-back performance from the first time he played with Paul Preston the Movie Guys uh, against Inky and the Brain, I think it was. So, And I had talked to Paul Preston, and he was like, hey, you know, that's not the type of player that Adam can be. Uh, and the next match out that Adam had, he really showed up. I think he got six in that first round and seemed to be pretty um, much not in command, but he was assertive in that second round, I think it was director's category, that they had against Shazam. So I liked what I saw out of Adam Witt. And movie guys, again, they're not going to be the top ten. So Paul Preston and Adam Witt are going to go their separate ways. Maybe they end up on the same faction. But if they don't, I think Adam Witt's another guy that that could be a real asset to uh, a really an elite player that's looking for uh, a nice compliment, and I think that could be Adam Witt. Matt Ashley, same thing. The guy's been playing forever, uh, so he he knows the game enough, I guess. Uh, he still asks questions about multiple choice or, or you know stuff like that. So can we confer? Blah blah blah. Uh, but he still knows his stuff. Uh, his availability, though, I don't know. So again, he's another guy you got to call up and say, "Hey, I know you're a busy guy, but you know what's the situation there?" Definitely give him a call. I got David Del Rio, 33; Silva Stream, 34; Drew Grant, 35; Emily Rose, Jacobson, Elliot Dewberry, Josh McCuga, Hector Navarro at 39, a former champ. I would love to see more Hector Navarro in the league in Inner Geekdom. I just don't know what what his availability is like. He played once against Smets, and you know. Couldn't keep up, and I don't know that he's going to put the effort in to keep up, but I got to put him up there just because I think he could be really good, but that's up to him. And then keep Markey there to round out round out the top 40 of my list. Uh, you know, there's so much potential with a lot of these players teaming up with new people next year, like, uh, you know, Haley Fouch or... Um, teaming up and Adam Lavick with somebody else now uh, to, to make a run at and to form a new team. So, but there's definitely, I think people that, that managers in the league, they got to call some people up and say, Hey, what's your availability? Like I said, case in point, Tim Franco, he can be a huge asset. And I would, I would be shocked if, if he like falls into the fourth round or fifth round. I mean, you know, I get the Arizona thing, and he's still fairly inexperienced in the Schmodown. But man, I think you team him up again with the right person, you get him with the right manager. Uh, you know, he can be he can do a lot of good for your stable for your faction next year. Um, so that's what I got in my top forty. Uh, again, you can find information, a plethora of information, accuracy rates, records per division on the showdownlive.com at the draft HQ section. Um, there's really not much more to it uh, than that. Um, I just had a lot of fun. And that's right.
I just had a lot of fun putting this board together. Um, and I'm looking forward to what the team's tournament is going to end up uh, doing and seeing how people play in those types of situations, especially when we get to the semifinal uh, round. This week, we're going we're gonna to find out who's in the semifinals. I mean, Spectacular is is almost here. Uh, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Um, you know, I don't know what you guys think about, about these rankings, uh, the top 20 or the top 40. Uh, let me know. What do you think? I'd I like to see your guys' draft boards. You can go actually to TheTrainOnLive.com. There's a, the bracket section, or I'm sorry, the Draft HQ section. You can download the draft board that I that I was using right here and make and make your placements. I'd love to see what you guys are what you guys are thinking and what's your criteria for drafting players. Is it accuracy rate? Is it wins and losses? Is it you know steal rates? Is it is it they've been champions before? What is it? What is it that you think um, is your criteria? For making a draft board and how do you rank them because this is tough this is not easy stuff um so i want to thank everyone for watching and everyone for listening and uh i'll see you guys on the next one Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X dot com.